Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recap, How I Met Your Podcast. Tonight we cover Season 2, Episode 4, Ted Mosby, Architect. And right now I am with Jen Runkle. Quality Assurance Manager. <laughs> Doesn't have quite the same ring. <laughs> no, it's not a, a one-word job title. Okay. Well, you know, Jen... As a podcasting partner, what I've always admired most about you is how still you are. You're very still. And I'm comparing you to having podcasted with our son, (laughs) Tyler, for the last couple weeks, who doesn't stop moving the entire time that we podcast. I mean, it it takes a lot of self-control for me to sit here. I really want to jump around and be excited about all the stuff we're talking about. But I guess with age comes stillness. I feel so bad because I'm always like, stop moving. Get back here. Stop clapping your hands. Why is he clapping his hands? Just to ex- emphasize excitement sometimes. Oh my and gosh, that's hysterical. Yeah, it was. it's a lot of editing at the end of it. So <laughs> if you listeners have children and you're looking for a podcast to listen to with them, maybe they enjoy the TV show Ninjago, Tyler, my six-year-old, and I are doing a podcast recap of Ninjago episode by episode from the Netflix series. Actually, I don't know if it originated on Netflix, but it's, it's on Netflix now. Yeah, I'm not sure where Ninjago was originally, but yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on, I think, Comcast On Demand. But he really enjoys it. It's something, it. My goodness. something different for him to do. He likes every part of it. He loves to sit and watch me edit it and hit delete when we delete pieces of it. That's cute. It's fun. Um, he will talk about but, Ninjago all day. But sometimes it's not so fun. But anyways, uh, it really does make me enjoy getting back to podcasting with you. And also podcasting about something I love, which is How I Met Your Mother, <laughs> as opposed to something I don't love, which is Ninjago. Because it's not, you know, even as an adult, we get used to these movies that we have to take our kids to that are funny for adults, too. Mm-hmm. And these children's cartoons just aren't. They're really not funny for adults. Maybe Boss Baby a little bit. I thought Ninjago the movie that we saw wasn't terrible. Maybe the movie's different. I mean, that's, you know, the whole Lego, Lego series yeah, of movies. Yeah, and those tend to be The TV good. show is not good for adults. But I'm really not selling people well on spending time with their kids watching Ninjago and then listening no, to the podcast. you're really not. Okay, so we might take out some of this. <laughs> okay. So, do you have anything else to say about Ninjago? No, that's it. Let's talk about Ted Mosby Architect. I have this episode... Oh. Can you guess what I have it ranked? Ooh, I was thinking about this before we started. Should I guess a number or a range? Okay. Um, do you think it's above or below 100? Oh, definitely above being good or be- below in numbers. Ranked higher, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, yes, you are correct. I'm not sure what else to ask to narrow it down. Okay. I'll prepare better for this. I'll give you a couple choices of like what we've already seen and where it's ranked. Okay. Um, obviously, it's not ranked as good as brunch, but I'll go ahead and just throw it out there. It's ranked number 97. What? That's terrible. I would have guessed this was top 30. No. This was excellent. I really need to show you. I, I really feel like I need to show you the rankings so that you feel foolish when you say things like that. <laughs> Yes, me guessing based on my opinion is <laughs> definitely not okay. There, I, there was a couple of things that I really didn't care for 
in this episode. There's some really funny moments, but it, it just doesn't. I mean, do you like it better than The Return of the Shirt? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And I mean that in the most derogatory way. In the most condescending way. I had way. a hard time finding a least favorite joke. I had an I easy time. Okay. So good. We're coming at it from two different angles. Had a lot of laugh out loud moments. A lot of highlighted things. I have a new strategy. Instead of taking notes, I printed out the transcripts of the show, and I just take notes on the transcripts. It saves me a ton of time. So lots of things highlighted is funny thing. I enjoyed it immensely. Okay. Well, then I'll let you lead a lot of the conversation here because I wanted to keep this positive. And I did enjoy it quite a bit of it, too. 97's not a bad ranking, certainly. <clears throat> All right, we start off here with kids, and Ted starts describing his relationship with, or relationships in general, but in this case with Robin, of how much they thrive and how, how happy you are until you're not, essentially. Your relationship then, goes so smoothly for so long, you think it will be that way forever. Just like us. Mm-hmm. We see that we find out that Ted and Robin had their very first fight. And we get two different tellings of what's going on in their relationship. We have one of these bouncing back and forth between two different conversations, one with Lily and Robin and the other with the guys. Yeah, and I like this. I was thinking about what you were saying a few episodes back about how they couldn't do this in front of you know, live studio audience because it's just way too much flipping back and forth. It wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And I really thought about that with this episode because so much of it is that really quick scene changes. I, I really like this first bit with the headphones. <laughs> yeah. Where... Lily's taking her headphones out to hear the story, and Barney's putting his in so he can avoid hearing the story. It's a nice juxtaposition. I had my mom sit next to me as I was taking notes on the show because she was visiting this weekend, and I was like, Mom, watch this bit, and just stone face. Didn't find it even a little bit funny. <laughs> what does your mom watch? She tried rewatching. She remembered really liking... The Dick Van Dyke show, and so she got the DVDs for him, the box set, and watched them. She's like, "This doesn't hold up. It's not as funny," and stopped watching them. So, I can't recall. She did like Seinfeld back in the day. We oh, okay. we would watch Seinfeld with her. That's the only thing I can recall watching as far as a comedy with her goes. I actually can't picture your mom watching a comedy. I see her watching a lot of news. She does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Neil Hour. <laughs> the problem here is. Ted wants to talk about and complain about his work a lot, and Robin's getting sick of hearing it, and so we get a kind of a a scene where I, I think it's really real, really true to life, where someone asks about somebody else's day just so they can be asked about theirs. Not that you do that. I'm not. This is an accusatory. You're way ahead. Okay. Well, well, let me back up. I mean, yeah. So we get some explanation of what's going on first, where you know Ted's architecture firm has been contracted to build a skyscraper in Spokane and he doesn't like the design of it. Um, he talks about the head architect, you know, unveiled his new design. So is this safe to assume that this is Hammond Druthers? Yeah. Okay. So in another, what's it, next week's episode? I think it's probably two weeks from now. Okay. So soon we get Brian Cranston and his Hammond Druthers, which is just perfect, but this is kind of like, you know, his pet project. So he's showing everybody in the firm his design and... The big joke amongst the guys is that it looks like a giant penis. Um, but I was wondering how you were going to phrase that. You just <laughs> went right for it. Yeah. Um, 
apparently Ted's the only one at the office that sees it because he kind of like looks around and everybody else looks like really like, ooh, look at it, yay. Is that the problem or is it is it that they don't notice it or is it that Hammond Brothers is such a star for their firm that everyone else is afraid to call it out? I mean, Ted didn't call it out, but you would think there would be at least one other person there that kind of given that side eye or like pausing for a second or taking it all in. So I don't know. Maybe they're just better at hiding their reactions than Ted. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they want us to think in this. When they show the reaction, Ted even Ted's face doesn't look very quizzical. He's just not clapping and looking straight ahead. No, he's looking around like is some, anybody else seeing this. Okay, maybe a little bit, but it's not like <gasps> it's oh, not, no, he's no, not no. a gas. Yeah, he doesn't outwardly react, but he has a different reaction than everybody. Did else. you already describe it? It's I didn't. Know. Apparently, <laughs> pink marble. <laughs> a now a pink, story. Bi- a pink building. You don't see that very often. No. Uh, so round, rounded at the top right. with two spherical entryways in the front. <laughs> it's the whole package. Okay. So here we get what I consider some fairly lame penis jokes, some lame euphemisms. Did, did you like this part where they were kind of good? I didn't hate it. They weren't my favorite jokes, but, I mean, you can't talk about a building being shaped like a penis and not have a couple jokes. And I'm actually surprised they didn't do that thing where they're like, this went on for an hour. I'm very glad they didn't because I didn't care for the couple times it did go on. Robin and Lily are at a nail spa. Which, interestingly, in my transcription is referred to as a chiropodiast. I had to Google that. I have no it's, idea. Is it a real word? It is a real word. Wow. It, um, I still don't think it's correct. It kind of like means podiatrist. Um, so I don't know. I assume this person wasn't didn't have English as their first language <laughs> uh, this was translated out of uh, an eastern bloc country maybe <laughs> but I was like what on earth <laughs> so yeah I looked that up but yeah so they're at the nail place now we get more into the description of how Ted's been complaining nonstop for weeks and in the retelling of this Ted is as I said oh, I do have to go back a little bit to Ted describing what he's doing because I had to google what it is he was doing. <laughs> he, you know, he's mad about this building. He doesn't like it. He could have done something better. And instead, he's spending 12 hours a day designing the cornices, which Marshall thinks is another penis joke, but it's not. It's actually a design term, meaning horizontal decorative molding. Hmm. So I just wanted to throw that in since I felt the need to Google it. So now all of you know this new architecture term. Yeah, that should get cut. <laughs> Hey, maybe people like architecture. Maybe people want to pretend to be architects. Hmm. Okay, so again, can I finally get to this part? <laughs> Ted is fishing no, to be asked one to... more thing. Oh, God. I'm starting to miss Tyler as a podcast partner right now. So at one point, uh, Robin says, Ted has literally been complaining about work nonstop. And you like that you used literally? Literally. Yeah, I, I almost wrote that down, but I let that one go by. <laughs> In fact, I forgot. I probably would have, except you made the comment about me not interrupting you again, so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, please, now go on. Okay. So finally he gets her to ask about his day, except for she doesn't. She knows his day. It was awful. And he says, well, now that's not fair. I ask you about your day. And he kind of, uh, I don't like the way he comes back at her. I mean, it's very snarky and... I, yes, I do it all the time, but I don't like watching other people do it. He's kind of like, oh, you're a really great interviewer. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's very he's very passive aggressive in this scene. Yeah, he's yeah. As you said earlier, you know, he's clearly just wanting an excuse to talk about his day. Um, I've been Ted, <laughs> not in so much, but I feel like there's been days where I've come home not so much in my new job. I like my new job a lot and don't complain about it very much. But I've had other jobs before where, like, I'll come home and <laughs> you know have wanted to kind of vent, and you could not care less. You are not interested in hearing how my days went. I would be very interested in hearing how your days went if it wasn't every day. <laughs> like, when you were working in the field, every day was a sob story about something horrible, but not interesting enough to be fascinating that you had to go through. And I, I would do the best I could. But at it least wasn't I very w- good. But at least, at least with... Uh, I wasn't like Robin where I was then telling you about my days and saying, well, it's because what I do is interesting. <laughs> I wouldn't tell you about my work because I knew my work isn't interesting. You tell me about your work a lot now. Because it's interesting now. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that thing that Lily does and start counting backwards, or reciting the alphabet backwards. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So I really feel for Ted here. I know what it's like to have an unsupportive partner, Ted. An eye for Robin. <laughs> Who knows what it's like to hear someone drone on constantly about the same thing over and over again. But at any rate, enough about them. And us and our perfect marriage. <laughs> Robin makes a reference of, you wouldn't want to rewatch a movie over and over again. <laughs> In reference to him telling the same stories over again. I mean, maybe, yeah, if it's Die Hard, but, I mean, if it was, like, Field of Dreams. (gasps) Collective gasp from every guy on the TV show and every guy watching this episode right now or forever of her complaining about Field of Dreams. Now, I know we're going to get into lots of Field of Dreams things shortly, but now is Die Hard the great movie example? For her, yes. Okay. Or do I? Are you asking if I think it's a I great mean, movie example? I feel like to really make this joke pop, it should have been like a much worse like movie. Weekend at Bernie's or something. Mannequin or yeah, clearly not good. Like Die Hard's good. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know that it's the epitome of good. Although maybe that would have been going too far to create that dichotomy, maybe, or to create that contrast for the joke. But Field of Dreams, I looked it up on my my lists. My mm-hmm. rankings, and I have it ranked number twenty in my top. But does your movies. ranking take into consideration the number of times you can watch it? I, you know what, honestly, it's not one of the movies I watch every single year. What's, even though it's out of all the stupid movies you watch, every right? Year, yeah, I mean, it, I, I think it's a better movie than a lot of the movies I watch year after year. There's a difference for me between rewatchability sometimes and how much I like a movie. I don't think I have. Die Hard in my top 100 movies. I do enjoy that movie. It's good, but it, it doesn't make my top 100. Field of Dreams is number 20. Okay. Fair now, have you seen Field of Dreams? Yes. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. Okay. Um, great movie. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy's reaction's good. They just they don't even really have a, res- a verbal response. They're just, they can't comprehend. Yes. <laughs> And Ted, you know, rightfully so, is just baffled. <laughs> I do like Robin's uh, synopsis here. It's about ghost baseball players. I think it's stupid. 
It's uh, one of two times we hear about ghosts. Yeah, that's true. In this episode. All right, we're at McLaren's. Marshall's talking about how he has a law school party that he wants them to come with to. He says it's going to be awesome, although it's going to be the first time he's showing up someplace without Lily. He hasn't broken it to his law school friends yet, so actually this party's going to suck. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out the logistics here. So I guess, yeah, law school broke for the summer. They broke up. Now it's back in. I guess he's just, like, not actually that good at friends with any of them. That like, They never hung out the entire summer or had a phone conversation or... And, and yes, it could have happened off screen. Oh, no, but he's making it sound like nobody knows that they're broken up. This will be, like, the big reveal. Oh, that's true. Okay. So ever since, she's been gone for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, something minor. But (laughs) Barney can't come. He has to go to Foxy Boxing. They start talking about Ted's job and whether or not it's interesting. And Barney assures Ted that women would be interested in him as an architect. I like Barney's line here. You create something out of nothing. You're like God. There's nobody hotter than God. Yeah, it's a good one. And Ted, I love it when you quote scripture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ted has good like little quips like that when Barney's being ridiculous that I enjoy throughout the series. Mm-hmm. And Barney thinks Ted should be using the architecture architect angle on women. Yeah, I guess why didn't this come up years earlier when Ted's been single? Why is Barney just letting this gem out now. Good question. And he, you know, Barney points out that, you know, Ted's told women this. It's never done anything for him. And <laughs> Barney says it's all in the attitudes because, like, yeah, I'm an architect. Ted Mosby, architect. <laughs> <laughs> but Barney, Barney can do it better. Do you want to try it? No, you do it. <laughs> Ted Mosby, architect. He does, like, a thing with his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It is better. Yeah, he makes it work. I think architects would do fairly well. I would think so. As a job that women would be interested in. I think so. And we'll get into some of those (laughs) descriptions of what it is to be an architect as Barney uses it as he goes along. So very much like the, very much like Mary the Paralegal, if we've seen this enough times, we know the big twist in the end. Right. And we'll go ahead and just say it since we assume that everyone's at least watched this episode once, which is that as we see Ted going through this episode, utilizing being an architect to romance this woman and to fascinate all these people, it's actually Barney having done it. So throughout this episode, we're going to see Robin trying to track down Ted and hearing retellings of his goings-ons. You mean about Ted Mosby, architect? Yeah. And it turns out that it's Barney the whole time, yeah, but she doesn't know good, that. Good reveal. At the yeah, end. that that part's well done. But but we'll go on just kind of knowing that that's what's going on here. Um, Marshall does this joke that he's going to go to the party <laughs> and pretends that there's a woman, women flocking to him, and he has one under each arm. Um, I didn't like this joke. I liked it because he's, you know, taking what... I think you really undersold it. Like, he's taking Barney's advice with, like, essentially... And I think, you know, this came up in Friends, too. Like, you can make anything sound sexy if you say it the right way. Like, Barney's trying to... Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Barney's trying to say, like, you just have to have confidence. So (laughs) I do like, you know, Marshall's uh, telling of this, you know, Marshall Erickson, 
recently dumped going to a lame party. Okay. That part I like more. And then, yeah, then he does, like, kind of the cheesy. The pantomime. Yeah, that's not as good. A woman under each arm. That's not as good, but I like his, you know, self-assured uh, introduction. The, I wasn't, even, even with the part that you added in, I, I still didn't think it was very good. We get Ted going up to the bar. He's about to leave. Ted's about to leave to go back to work, but then he decides instead to go to the bar uh, and ask a couple women what they would think if he told them he was an architect. And the ladies are into this. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Yeah, they agree with Barney. That he's in a relationship. He really. <laughs> they made a good reference of of uh, how else would Mike Brady have gotten a hottie like Carol? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 Brady Bunch reference for, because I don't think they actually said that. Right. For you kids out there. For all the youngins, the Brady Bunch was a show on in the 70s. There's two divorced parents that get married, and the mom had hair of gold, and the dad was an architect. Yeah. Thanks for recapping. Lily and Robin walk into McLaren's, and I forgot that this happened, but there's sort of this strange sequence of Carl heading on Lily. <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember this It either. almost seems like a, cut, a scene they would have cut. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I haven't seen this episode that many times, but yeah, I do not remember this part. Robin's wondering where Ted went, and a woman comes up to him and says, You mean <laughs> Ted Mosby, the architect? We cut to... A flashback of, you know, sort of the retelling of how the evening's been going for Ted as Robin's hearing it. Ted being in the booth with both the two girls that he approached at the bar. <laughs> He's you know, really talking up being an architect. It's a, you know, being a soul, having a soul of an artist and the hands of a master craftsman. <laughs> right. Barney can really talk some trash. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know how much Barney actually knows about architecture, but he is playing a good game. And Robin's okay with this, at least on the surface. Let him complain to others, and she'll get the bedroom stuff at the end of the night. I love it when Robin sounds like a guy. Right. (laughs) Or, you know, takes on that sort of that stereotypical horny guy Mm -hmm. persona. And Lily's just aghast. Like, what's the matter with you? We picked up a girl at a bar. You're supposed to be mad about that. She says she feels like she's teaching love as a second language. Right. And Robin's not worried because in her mind she's fat. <laughs> <laughs> her friend uh, immediately quashes that. No, she's a kickboxing instructor. Her ass looks better than my face. And that kind of helps convince Robin, like, oh, all right, let's go to this party. Yeah, she turns a corner on this. We cut to the law party. And one thing I don't think works that well about this scene, you probably liked it, but I didn't care much for it, was the whole... This is our is now a you know Supreme Court judge, and this is now our Attorney General. I, I I don't think it it worked very well, but it wasn't horrible. And then a great wonderful thing happens. We get to meet Brad. Brad, although I don't think he's named in this episode. I don't think they call him by name, but he's in the very next episode as Brad. So. Oh, okay. Like my, well, my transcript says guy two. <laughs> I crossed it out. I was like Brad. Yeah, but what do the Bulgarians know about character? You know, characters on How I Met Your Mother. You, sir. Brad's pumped to see the ladies, but he has them sign a legal document to come in. And I don't think—is there any recognition between him and Lily? No, I, I was going to point that out in a little bit. That for some reason, you know, even though 
it's going to be a huge shock to everyone that him and yeah. the Marshall and Lily broke up. No one seems to know Lily there. I mean, I guess she, they weren't there that long, but yeah, you would think somebody might have... I mean, Especially her, Brad. Brad seems to be... Right. We get a lot of Brad the next couple seasons in a way that makes you think he was probably Marshall's closest friend at, at in law school. Yeah. And, you know, Lily's hair is a different color. I don't know. Somebody should recognize her, but... Robin asks if he has seen Marshall and Ted. And <laughs> you mean Ted Mosby, architect? Man. <laughs> a visionary. Because of visionary. Yeah. People tend to get real soulful <laughs> when they refer back to Ted as an architect now. Yeah, I mean, Barney's really selling this architect stuff. We get sort of a retelling, I guess, from Brad's point of view to Robin and Lily about... Marshall making the announcement that him and Lily have broken up and then all of his law school friends start going over some law factoids that should be <laughs> okay. that, that they think are going to comfort him or at least prepare him more for the breakup. And he doesn't really want to hear all that. I do like the Kara character saying, you should sue her. <laughs> Under what grounds? Under the grounds sh- of shut up. <laughs> I, wasn't that, I think that's Brad's girlfriend. Yeah, it is because okay. she's the one that breaks up with him. In the next episode. Oh, is it the next episode? Okay. Yeah, the next episode is The World's Greatest Couple. And I always remembered it as being the Barney and Lily story of when she stays with him. Mm-hmm. And that's The World's Greatest Couple. But I think it's also referring to Marshall and Brad as they're doing all this relationshipy stuff together. See, I feel like that title really confuses me because when I hear that title, it makes me think of that episode where Barney and Robin are dating and they are acting like they're the best couple compared to like Marshall and Lily and they get into that kind of back and forth. So Yeah, at least those two episodes are extremely far apart. Yeah, but that's the one I always default to when I hear World's Greatest Couple. Robin wants to get back to the subject of Ted. Robin wants to get a description of what the girl look like that or how he would describe the girl that Ted was with and Brad says, oh, the girl with the smackable ass. And then they stay on Brad's face way too long. Oh, and it looks really creepy. <laughs> they, sh- they should have cut like 10 seconds into it. Or 10 seconds earlier. But she finds out that they went dancing. She doesn't believe that Ted would go dancing. But do you want to sort of describe the lead up to that? I mean, there's not much to tell. The girl asks if he wants to go dancing. And he says yes. You know, loops Marshall in. So you could have told that a lot better. It's all in the attitude, Jen. <laughs> I mean, out of all the things to talk about in this episode, I don't have anything really good on this one except for um, Robin's reaction of <laughs> dancing leads to sex. <laughs> Lily um, asking if she makes grew up one in of the- my kind of references. <laughs> she grew up in that footloose town. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> so Robin then you know realizes you know things are going south here. She's going to call and apologize and yeah get him back. Essentially, um, then he doesn't answer the phone. Which you know, why doesn't he answer the phone? He's just sitting at work. We, we never get an ex- explanation. Yeah. Maybe he's still mad at her, and he's not ready to take the call yet. I mean, maybe he's focusing. Who knows? But yeah, it just seems weird that he doesn't answer. So she calls Marshall, asks if she can talk to Ted, and Marshall says, "You know, Ted's not here. Ted's working." Yeah, I guess the real reason he didn't answer the phone is because it was a writing device to make her have to call <laughs> Marshall and right. fool her into thinking that Ted's cheating on her. Right. By lying about what he's doing. And, you know, it's not that much of a leap. Ted cheated on Victoria with her, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. 
Lily and Robin go to the club, and it looks very similar to the same club that they were at in OK Awesome from the outside. In fact, the bouncer is the same. <laughs> but they call it the name of it something different. Now, you could it's go with the assumption. Posers. Posers, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could go with the assumption that, oh, it's a New York club. They change the names all the time right. with the club. But I don't think they were trying to make this the same place, even though they use the same bouncer. Right. But no. there was no recognition between that bouncer and Lily and Robin that they flashed him before. Right. <laughs> they're asking the bouncer. They're describing Marshall and Ted and finding out if they came in. There's some back and forth about, you know, giving him a bribe to tell them. Although it doesn't help. He says he'll take her clutch for his girlfriend. <laughs> And then all she has to do is mention Ted's name. He says Ted Bosby, the, the architect. architect? <laughs> Never gets old. I'm still, still laughing at it. We get Ted in in the Ted body, not knowing it's Bre- it's Marshall. I'm sorry, not knowing it's Barney yet. Mm-hmm. And he's going to give the girl a ride home because she lives across the street, and it's a piggyback ride. And we get Marshall coming out saying, um, "Ted, aren't you worried?" that you-know-who will find out. Ted, this isn't you. Now, who's you-know-who? I, I, I'm guessing... No, he says, aren't you a little worried that a certain somebody might find out you're doing this? Right. So are we to assume that he's talking about Ted? Yeah. Finding it out? Because it could also be Robin. Like, why? I don't think Ted would care that much. No, I think Ted would care. <laughs> why would Robin care? Robin has even less reason to care. Well, maybe it could have meant, aren't you worried that Robin's going to find out that, quote-unquote, Ted went home with somebody. That no. was the only other thing I could think of. No, because, I mean, why... I don't really think Ted would in, care was the only reason. Yeah, in what world would, other than this one, that they start playing, like, the scavenger hunt trying to catch up because the girl at the bar... They happen to run into the girl at the bar who happens to mention that her friend was really hot and Ted Mosby, architect, left with her. Other than that, Robin's never going to find out about this. Yeah, you're right. I, I guess I was a little confused because I just don't think Ted would care very much. I, I don't I think mean, it was... We, we come to find out that Ted will care a lot because... Of what happens. <laughs> but even then, Ted's not all that mad about it, is uh, he? What about Ted Mosby is a jerk.com? No, no, no. But I, I, <laughs> I feel like Ted never really got that mad about that. I'm sure he wasn't pleased about it. No. But it, if, if it weren't for that, I don't think he would have cared that much. Okay, so... Now, I'm not sure... Well, we find out why Ted's not using his own... I mean, why Barney's not using his own name, but... <laughs> Okay, so... I definitely think Marshall was referring to Ted when he well, says a certain somebody. I don't think it was worth warning Barney about this. I think they only did it to kind of hammer in the, this is really Barney and not oh, Ted. Oh, yeah, of course. But I don't think it works within the story very well. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> well, now Robin knows where she lives. Oh, yeah, and you got a little ahead of yourself that <laughs> this is when he asks for the purse because they're right. out of money. <laughs> yeah, to find out where, where she lives. And, you know, she meant she's really upset. She thinks Ted's up there cheating on her. She said she could have cheated on him six, even actually seven times. I don't really know who she was talking about when she was like, and you know two of them, or two <laughs> right. of them would, would shock you. I mean, I think the only two that Louie would really know would be... Sandy and... Yeah, I mean, I guess Sandy, but that wouldn't surprise. Um... Although Sandy's <laughs> gone now, but I guess he's still in New York. The only two that really, I think, would shock Lily would be... Um... Marshall, <laughs> maybe Barney, but yeah. probably not even shocked by Barney because Barney hits on everyone. Maybe Carl. I guess he's not with the Lebanese woman anymore. Yeah, I guess not. So they, they're kind of sneaking into this apartment because the door is unlocked. 
And when they burst into the bedroom, it's Barney tied up and trying to get untied. And I like Barney here. There's just, like, no, like, what are you guys doing here? He's just like, hey, <laughs> Good <help> point. <laughs> that was strange. Barney and always just goes with the flow of everything. We find out that Barney took over for Ted at back at the bar when Ted decided to leave and go back to work. And then they kind of reshow a lot of the scenes that we saw as Ted. Right. But actually, so Ted did actually, you know, first approach the girls and kind of play out this, you know, what, what would you think if I said I was an architect? And then it doesn't go much beyond the, like, Brady Bunch quick conversation. And then Barney kind of swoops in as Ted's leaving. Mm-hmm. They want to know why, the girls want to know why Barney used Ted's name. He said he's using fake names now. He's getting uh, a lot of bad heat on the internet. <laughs> so now he's besmirching Ted's good name. Yeah, and, and as you alluded to, this, this woman does end up back on the show uh, during the bracket. I think that's mm-hmm. the name of the episode is the bracket when mm-hmm. they're doing the, you know, who's, who's ruining Barney's game by whispering to women that he's trying to hit on. So Yeah, this, this leads to a very good callback several seasons from now. And then we have Barney ready to leave, and the women say, aren't you, the girl's in the shower, Anna is her name, is in the shower as they're untying, helping them get out. And it's, aren't you going to say goodbye to her? He says, actually, I have a form letter for such occasions. <laughs> so he just carries this around with him? Yeah, and he can't remember her name, so he puts, dear resident. Barney's <laughs> uh, such a jerk. The <laughs> letter talks about how he's a ghost. <laughs> we don't find that out quite yet. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> But we did, uh, we skipped, we, we talked about it a little bit, but we skipped over where it actually happens, where we see the um, the actual what happened while they're at the club, and he's giving the girl the piggyback ride, and then that's, you know, the reveal that it was Barney, and we see Marshall then, you know, talking to him, saying, you know, this isn't you, Ted. So now we get Robin going to Ted's office. Bring some donuts. Yeah, donuts and some coffee, and says, you know, she'll listen to his... Boring architecture stories. And then we get the reveal that she never even saw all of Field of Dreams. <laughs> she fell asleep during it. <laughs> Just even worse. It's like, well, you missed the best parts. Well, they should have put it up front then. <laughs> and then she stops herself and just says, no, I'm going to just listen to your day. He shows her the mock-up of the design for the, the tower, the one that Hammond Brothers does. And she has a good line about if he trimmed back the foliage, it would look bigger. Right. You didn't mention all the foliage around the base. And then he shows her his design for it, and then we get the spoiler that he ends up being the one to build mm-hmm. the Spokane. Yeah, and it's a sweet little, you know, you know that time we went to Spokane, and I pointed out that scra- skyscraper. Like, oh. Then they do it, the end. The end, and then we get... Barney's letter. <laughs> so we get Anna in her apartment reading this letter. Dear resident. <laughs> so he's a ghost that only comes back yes, here I have once it. a year? Uh, no, once a decade. Dear resident, the time we spent together, however long it was, meant the world to me. I would love to see you again, but unfortunately I cannot. You see, I am a ghost. I can only materialize once every decade on the anniversary of my death. I chose to spend my one day among the living with you, sweet resident. Perhaps we will meet again in another decade. Provided you keep your figure. Yeah, I like that. Until then, all my love from the beyond, Barney. And we get her feeling. Who's Barney? Barney? (laughs) So stupid, but I like it. And so he 
there must have been like a either a blank space or a line where he would write in someone's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he must. Yeah, so he must have just yeah had the form letter signed with Barney. He should have really crossed it out and written ten times be The form letter is probably my favorite joke of the <laughs> episode. What about you? Um, let's see. I did highlight some things. Probably the Footloose joke. <laughs> that was good. I like the Footloose joke. I like the sign the release to come into the party. I like all of Robin's like just trashing of Field of Dreams because it's so <laughs> ridiculous. Like I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Field of Dreams is like a collectively agreed upon good movie. I don't know that anybody dislikes Field of Dreams. Yeah, if you're gonna pick a movie that's gonna shock guys by saying that you didn't like it, that's probably one of the better ones you can do. I feel like there's another show or sitcom or something that references this, and it's driving me crazy that I cannot think of it, where they, at the very, like, and that part where he says, how about a catch? Well, in 30 Rock... Was it 30 Rock? They, you know, Jack and the Alan Alda dad character are throwing a ball back and forth. That's not it. like, hey, we're having a catch. Oh. Yeah, and then Jack's like, don't ruin it. But I feel like there's another one where they actually, like are just talking about how good the movie is and reference I I'm sure I'll think of it at some point. Yeah, it's not it's not striking a chord with me except for that 30 rock. And only because they say having a catch cuz you mm-hmm. don't you don't hear it, it you don't hear people throwing a ball back and forth described as having a catch right. much outside of the actual movie Field of Dreams. Right. God, that's a good movie. Try good movie. <laughs> My least favorite's going to be the marshal with the women under the pretend women under his arms. My least favorite, I wrote it down. Where did it go? Oh, the uh, Lily giving the bouncer $20 and him being like, no, I really don't remember. Too cliche. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't great. Well, next week we have, as we said, the world's greatest couple and. I like this next one much better because it is all the Marshall and Brad stuff. Mm-hmm. I like the Marshall and Brad stuff better than the Barney and Lily stuff, but the Barney and Lily stuff are good as well. The Barney and Lily stuff's great, yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Where can folks find us? They can find us at RunkleRecaps.com. Email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at RunkleRecaps. And check us out on Instagram at underscore howimetyourpodcast underscore. Where can people find you and Tyler's Ninjago podcast? Oh, thanks for reminding me. Yes, uh, I have not been putting them up on the channels yet, but if you would like to listen and play them, you can go to RunkleRecaps.com, go under About Us, and then click on Podcast Ninjas, and you will see it there. We've recorded three episodes so far, and once we get through a, f- a full season, I'll start posting them on the channels. I just wanted to, I didn't want to start it on the channels if we weren't going to get through at least one full season. I mean, you could probably just set the microphone to record and just let Tyler talk, and he would talk for like a week straight about Ninjago, and you could just chop that into episodes. <laughs> probably. Well, I actually didn't prepare a sign-off this week, so I'll just use my form sign-off. <laughs> Dear residents, thank you for turning into our podcast that we do once a week, and I don't really have much of an ending for that. So... I was going to say shave my ass, and I'm sure this was much better in your opinion. It was much better. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in again, and we'll be back next week with the world's greatest couple, and I hope everyone stays healthy. Bye.